Auto insurance can all seem the same until it comes time to use it. So don't get stuck paying more for less coverage. Switch to USA Auto Insurance and you could start saving money in no time. Get a quote today. Restrictions apply. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 112 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, on a beautiful, sunny, sunny Tuesday morning by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie? Sunny where? Oh, it's sunny in Virginia, brother. It's not sunny in Austin. Yeah, I don't understand this climate. I thought thought Austin was like borderline desert conditions. It, It typically is. But not recently. Not recently. Not recently. It rained for like a week straight. That's not ideal. So, where do we go? We got a lot of different directions we could go for our show today. We've got um, a nice sprinkling, a a, a variety, a potpourri of topics that we are going to delve into. (laughs) A potpourri? Yes. I thought you were going to do this whole show in Borat voice. Christian has been talking in Borat voice off the air for 15 straight minutes. I don't know if it's necessarily. Well, maybe it was. Um... Why? Why would you? Let's let's like start. That? Let's start with let's start with Greg Randall. Greg Randall gone, canned by Boise State, fired, and um, <laughs> yeah, so he's gone, and it's an interesting story because, as far as, I don't know, not productive programs, Boise State has not been great for sure. But five years ago, they were pretty daggone good. Um, so to see him let go, you wonder if there's. Something beyond performance. Boise State has not strike me as a, a program that has really cared a lot about about their wrestling program. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong there, but just the uh, it hasn't seemed. I, I don't know. Just go ahead. To me, it's bizarre. I mean, the situation's bizarre. They were a contender for a national team title. That doesn't happen often on the West Coast. I mean, their lineup was money. Really good. Really good team. They had Hockstrasser, Chamberlain, Adam Hall, Kirk Smith, 
couple other pretty tough guys like the Sh- Schwartz and right. JT I mean, Felix. they put it this way. Uh, I don't know, five or six years ago, when they have the NCAA Uh-oh. press conference before um, the NCAA tournament, Greg Randall was on that panel. Right. I mean, he was. They were a title contender. Right. Right. So now a couple of years later, and you know, th- this is the kind of move that, you know, you don't like to see it. I mean, like that you're excited someone's losing their job. But this was a program that was going the wrong direction, and they made a change, and they didn't wait 15, 20 years for it to be in big trouble. Yeah. A couple of years. I, I, no recruit. I really like it. Yeah. Well, you know, you say you say they don't. You say maybe they don't have support, but athletic programs that don't care about wrestling, um, they don't make this change. This, I mean, you can say it's quick, but it's not, it's not real quick, but it's quick enough, I think. I mean, they've had enough of that, right? Right, right. So they, they make the change there. Taylor Meeks, who is like 24, is and like— He got out of school like five minutes ago. Literally. He was walking from class to the AD's office where he found out he was interim head coach. and But they they basically said they're going to be doing a national search. It, it's not going to be Taylor. You know, maybe he'll be retained in an assistant coaching status. But they're doing a national search. They're looking for their next head coach. So a, a pretty good job opening up there in Boise. A, a team that, you know, has proven it can pull in good wrestlers and you can be successful. They've got a returning All-American in Gio Martinez. That'll be headed back. So not not a not a bad post in a, in a in the Pac-12. Apparently, Boise is a very nice place to live. It's supposedly a good town, a fun town. It, you know, it's when I mean when I said bizarre, I mean they got to that level kind of out of nowhere and just and then they off, just fell off a cliff. Fell off the cliff. I mean, how does that happen? I don't know how you can. You have to be doing a. How did they? Would, how would, did they get to that point? Is my right, question. Right. It would seem that you have to do a lot of things right to get to the level with the, where they were at. You don't. It seems like you don't get to that level by accident, especially at a non-traditional power. And then with that same cast of coaches, they fall off. They just completely lose their way. Uh, it just doesn't make much sense to me. And um, Greg Randall said in in the release or in the article that. You know, I've been preparing my family for this. I saw the writing on the wall. Um, I would fire myself too. The re- I haven't, you know, we haven't posted the results. Uh, maybe it was just a, maybe it was a situation where he just got tired. You know, it drained everything out of him. Maybe he was on cruise control and it was like, man, you know, I, you know what I mean? He he's he characterized it as as a young man's game. I think I think maybe he's just tired. Yeah, you know, it twenty four years at the same place, you can get. Maybe a little complacent, or I don't know if complacent's the word. I'm not trying. To... I, I don't know if it's complacent. I think maybe burnout. Yeah, burnout, burnout. But I think yeah, uh, you're burnout when you're complacent, though. I think those can be somewhat interchangeable, but maybe that's a little more appropriate. So yeah, Greg Randall, no longer there. A coaching change, kind of the first. Is that the first shakeup of the off season? Right. First. Yeah. First. Yeah. Um. So the, uh, now there's a couple Pac-12 programs looking for head coach. Fresno State. Well, is, is Fresno going to be Pac-12? I think so. That makes that makes sense. So they're doing interviews. Where are they going to be? ACC? Right 
<laughs> Jerk. I don't know. Big 12 has uh, teams from West Virginia to Wyoming or Colorado. You know, maybe it's the... regional. these are regional, <laughs> regional situations. Yeah, but Big 12 is, is obviously not regional unless the entire region I, is the United was, States. That was a joke. Oh, it was a joke. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hilarious joke. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. If, if they'll be in at Fresno. I mean, the Pac-12 doesn't just welcome you in, it, it seems. You know, they wouldn't let Grand Canyon in. Um, that was a completely different story. Okay. All right. You know what Grand Canyon situation was, right? They're a pr- for-profit university. Yeah. They were for for-profit. What the difference that makes? I mean. Oh, I, I, guess, I guess the first coaching thing was, was Brendan Buckley leaving for Beat the Streets, mm-hmm. which that's coming up soon. Fired up for that. And then. John Saritas um, being named the head coach out there. Um, so that may be the first one. So, yeah, stuff happening out west in a, you know, a Pac-12 that is still, you know, not not, not the strongest conference, putting it mildly. You know, you've got Arizona State building and building out there, but, you know, th- that recruiting class has to deliver. for the well, They should be able to. They, you would think somebody should be able to get back. I mean, Oregon State – Oregon State's always really solid, and there was a times that they were pretty darn high. Boise State and Oregon State were a, yeah. that was a great rivalry. Those mm-hmm. were two awesome teams, and they've kind of, you know, Oregon State and Boise State, they've kind of had similar trajectories almost, you know? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think so. I, in which way are they different? I, I, I think Oregon State has some fighters. I, I feel like, like, I mean, I don't, to me, Oregon State—they haven't hit the floor like Boise State has. I don't know. They got someone on the podium this year. I'm like, Oregon State. I don't know. I don't know. It's—it's it's not been great out there. Not been a lot of development. Taylor Meeks placed as a sophomore. I want to say never placed again. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure they're that different. I feel like they both had their. Hit their stride, had some. I great feel like team. I feel. I mean, you're talking about one guy. I, I feel like I'm not talking about one guy. I'm not I talking like about... Boise State hasn't. I mean, they didn't have a pulse. Oregon State has some guys. Okay. I mean, yeah, you know, they have uh, Presser and Palmer and and uh, uh, Desi and I mean, they they got guys. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're maybe haven't hit the floor quite as bottom, quite as far down as as Boise. So but... Fresno State. What, what, are we, what are we looking at as far as coaching candidates there, Christian? I'm thinking, um, well, I know some, and I think some. I think that um, Pendleton, Chris Pendleton, Troy Steiner, Jamil Kelly, and Eric Guerrero are, are the guys that Fresno's interested in. Now, how much of that, you know, is Jamil Kelly interested? Is Eric Guerrero interested? I'm not sure. But the interest is at least extended from Fresno. And, um, you know, don't be surprised if someone like Pendleton or Troy Steiner end up being the guy out there. But I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, the interesting thing about Fresno State um, is that, you know, they could be competitive right away. Cal Poly and Stanford are really strong academically, obviously. And so you can't get the same type of California kids in there that, that – you could at a Bakersfield or a Fresno State, right? So, and they're they're in a traditional hotbed. Um, there's good high school wrestling around there, so you could you could be good sooner than later. I feel like. 
Yeah, yeah, no question. It's it's a good job. I don't. It's not a. You know. I don't think it's going to be a fully funded 9.9 .9 team, but I think it's going to be adequately, um, you know, supported in in that area. And I think they they do want to be competitive there. So we'll we'll see which which direction they go. I think of those guys listed, I think you can't really go wrong. Um, I hope they get a good good head coach in there that can kind of turn things around. And obviously, they they probably prefer having if if you want to kind of revitalize that area or galvanize it towards your school that that fresno area you would think you want a california guy there just it'll be interesting up. too um as we look at later in the show we'll talk about some of the guys um from freestyle at least that may or may not you know will they continue to compete will they not this be in the end of a of a quad um and and where maybe where so, some of these coaching hires happen what guys might um be done with their freestyle career and move on as an assistant at some of these places you know it's tough i mean there's a lot of guys that may be entering that kind of workforce you're describing they're retired um but there's not enough jobs to support them well a lot of these guys are already no. in coaching but there's not a lot of um positions there's not a many vacancies the the, the college wrestling scene is small mm-hmm right but uh, you know, if you know, let's say a, a Metcalf, let's say a, a, a Eric Guerrero, or anybody, Jamil Kelly, whoever, anybody, somebody gets a Fresno State. Now they got to round out their coaching staff. Maybe it'll be some of the guys that um are done that just got done competing. Right. Yeah. Very, very possibly. Very possibly. All right. Anything else on that front? Nope. Nope. That's it. That's all I got for the. Did you what? Okay. So uh, let's move on to freestyle stuff. Did you watch the Euros? Some. Not all, just some. So we had our trials the next weekend, which was, you know, two days ago, three days ago. European had its uh, – or Europe had its um, Olympic qualifiers, finalists get in. We're looking and, – and next week is Mongolia, uh, a world qualifying um, tournament. So we're looking at Euros and seeing who got in at the key weights for us. And the key weights for us are 65 and 86. Uh, Frank Molinero, Jaden Cox going to Mongolia to try to lock up their Rio spots. They're probably there right now, wouldn't you imagine? Yes. They've got to be close. So they're headed there. So I kind of, I said I watched a little. And I watched, oh, I watched the 57 Duboff um, just because I wanted to see what he looked like. He looked pretty good. Then I watched some 65 and 86 and, um, I'm feeling better about 86. Not that I'm more confident in Jaden or less confident in Frank. Just the guys that are going to be going to Mongolia, I feel a little better about. Than I just think 65 is going to be a lot deeper, a lot tougher. There's going to be some really, really big challenges there time and time again for, for Frank. So for that reason, I'm feeling a little better about Jaden qualifying it. You know, I watched Aldatov lose. Obviously, he's someone that is uh, incredibly, incredibly credentialed and could really throw a wrinkle for for Jaden. But um, at the same time, he's he's so old now and like crafty that he, he's winning off his like his um, his mind and tactics. Where I think Jaden may just he overwhelm is super him. old. He won he won world worlds in in twenty. 
In 2006. <laughs> 2006 at 74. He's still out here grinding. And then somehow he won it again in 2013. 2013. Now, he has not had that same success with this new... He was a... I think his style worked well for ball draw. You know, a one exchange per two minutes thing. That suits... That suits his well, style. He was a he was a world champion in six, a world runner up at seven. At seven, Olympics he took fourteenth, and then world th- bronze again in nine, fifth in ten, second in eleven. I mean, <laughs> and then champ at thirteen. This dude, this dude's been doing it. He's been doing it. He's uh by by the database he's thirty two years old now. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. Probably so. So he's probably in the thirty-eight-ish range. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 probably the toughest guy. Now I read an article that says like Ukraine, like may not have the money to send him to Mongolia, and they'll just like send him to the one. In you know, that's Turkey. a good that's a good note. Now when you look at sixty-five, um, that's sad. I don't know if that's true. You think that's true? I don't know. Um, see if he shows up. The the government of Ukraine doesn't have a thousand dollars. You think it costs a thousand dollars to go from Ukraine to Mongolia? Well, I don't know. I don't. Two thousand? Okay, they don't have two thousand. Um, but they were making. There was some people speculating the same thing with Kaya, the sixty-five pounder from uh, yeah, Turkey. He's scary. Now he's really good, and he didn't qualify a Euro, the European qualifier. So there's some people speculating, will they even send him to Mongolia or will they just wait because the last chance qualifier is in his home country? And to that I say, yes, do that. Please do that. Please. I think that's a great idea. Um, fantastic. So the, And we got a guy like Novotkov didn't qualify. So he could be in the mix at, at 65 for, for Bulgaria. Of course, he's a guy that wrestled in America. He trains at Illinois with uh, Coach Perry and company. So uh, an American tie there, but someone that could be potentially knocking off Frank in his quest to to qualify the spot, and someone that's quality. He's beaten good guys. He's beaten Togrul Asgarov. He's what are they gonna do? Right, like they're gonna be in Mongolia. Let's just say that uh, some of our guys and girls don't qualify in Mongolia. Are they just gonna stick around Europe and go to Turkey? It's only two weeks later. Oh my gosh, that sounds awful. I don't think so. But but it would be awful to fly back and fly there again. That's a good point. Oh boy, let's hope it doesn't come to that for our for our U.S. Americans because that's problematic. That's Where do problem. you hang out? I don't just, know. Not Mongolia. Hang out in I don't know, Kazakhstan for oh. a week or something. <laughs> There's got to be a better option. So that's the uh, the Europeans. They went down this weekend and. My plan is to slowly, methodically work through those matches and watch them and, and get a little more of, of a feel. But it, it looked like no major monsters. I mean, David Safarian's a world champion, and he didn't qualify, so that's yep. suboptimal. But at the same time, you know, Pico's beaten Safarian. I, I found Safarian to be a very underwhelming world champion, um, as preposterous as that sentence is. He just he didn't do it for me. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense, Willie? Yeah, he's good. I mean, he he's he, fine. 
he got beat by Gidziev from Poland. I mean, Gidziev is a Russian that lives in Poland. Right. Wrestles for Poland. And Metcalf's wrestled him before. Good he's time. good. So yeah. I went. But, but yes. I mean, that was that was at the time when Safarian won. That was 13, right? 13. Uh, the time that Safarian won the title, a lot of people were like, good tournament. But he, he ain't all that. He ain't all that. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. That's kind of where I am with him. So we're... Man, fingers crossed this weekend. Do you know what days they actually wrestle? Yes. Go ahead. No. No, you don't. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, so we've got three wrestle, answers so far. They wrestled this weekend. Thank I you. I don't know what dates they are. Right. Well, that's what I asked. You know that other US Americans are wrestling this weekend? I'm, other than... I'm aware. I'm well aware of that. Thank you. Thank you okay. very much. Um I know if you knew off the top of your head. I'm sorry for annoying you with my friendship. Okay, all right. Well, you talk and I'll look it up. No, it's it's Sunday, is when. Uh, oh no! Oh, now you know. Now I know. I just looked it up. I looked it up. I thought I could just rely on you, but that was wrong. So they wrestle Sunday, which is probably since they wrestle Sunday, that means Tuesday morning probably. Who's that? Time. Uh, Who's... Men's freestyle. All right. It looks like they compete on Sunday. Greco wrestles Friday. Okay. Just trying to get all my ducks in a row here. Yeah, let's not do it right now. Okay. Now's not the time. Now's not the time. I just asked an offhanded question. I didn't mean for it to turn into a whole thing. Hey, I bought my uh, junior world flight already. I, yeah, you told me. It was way way ahead of time. (laughs) It's only four months away. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get that locked in. Four months? It's more than four. Isn't it more than four months away? I don't know. It's in like, it's in like October. Eh. I'm pretty sure it's going on during who's number one. <laughs> no, it's not. Do we, we we don't know when that is exactly. Yeah, so Junior Worlds, obviously, great tournament. It's in France, yes? Francais. Oui, oui. Macon. It's September It's September 4th. Okay. August 30th to September 4th in Macon, France. And then Cadet Worlds, this is what I don't get really. So, Cadet Worlds are September 13th through September 17th. It's probably a school for kids. That's always good. Good times. It's, it's ideal for the kids in miss school. So you're going to juniors, um, and our UWW Junior Tournament is going on the end of this month in Las Vegas, right? So that'll be that kind of sets the stage for the trials. Not everyone that's going to try to make a Junior World team will be there, but at the same time... Uh, it's going to be a pretty good indicator. You know, last year that's where we saw Dayton Fix take out Bresser and um, Michich. So we've had some breakout performers there. Mark Hall wrestled Jason Nolf, and um, that was a crazy bracket with Joe Smith, Daniel Lewis, Chance Marsteller, Jason Nolf. So it's always some great fields for UWW juniors, and it's it's there's no U.S. Open obviously alongside of it, so it's just going to be a real strong focus. On those guys, really looking forward to, forward to that. I'm really. looking forward to see seeing you know what our potential team is. I love the junior team. I love the, you know, I said it last show. The cadets and juniors. Really looking forward to seeing and how they shake out. And we said it before, um, we could have an awesome junior team. Holy really cow! Awesome junior team. We need to can we need to get Pico it's to neat too for for Spencer Lee. You know he. Um, his mother is from France, and his grandparents 
uh, live in France, and they have never seen him wrestle. So oh, if wow. Spencer Lee can make the team, at, you know, it might be the first time ever they can get to see him. Wow. Which would be cool. Got a pretty good feeling he's going to make that team. Yep. So, yeah, great team there. Probably going to happen just by default. It's going to be an awesome team just to make the team. It's going to be amazing. Um, and you're you're headed to Vegas. Where are you just going to get an apartment out there? Aren't you going there today? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm oh, doing. You might not. Yeah. You, you might not stay for juniors, huh? I don't know what I'm doing. So I, I get I get on a flight right after the show. As soon as we hang up, I have to go buy a tripod, actually, a monopod, because I left my other monopod in a hotel lobby at Cadet Worlds last year. So I have to get another one, and I'm going to Vegas for the UFC stuff. Um, and then I I could I could either change my flight and pay the change fee and stay in Vegas for like three or four days until juniors start. Mm. Or I could fly back and then fly there again. Or I could just not go. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Holy cow. I don't know what I'm doing yet. uh, So UFC, talk about, why why are you covering a UFC fight? Well, I think... Are you just, don't lie, are you training John Jones? I I train John Jones and uh, Tyron Woodley. You work with those guys? They're my guys. You work on their hands. No, I think it's I think it's time. I think it's time that we start covering that a little more. You know, we've had um and when I say we, I mean wrestling, um, has had a lot of a lot of former wrestlers populating the UFC rankings, including I think I tweeted the other day, I'm not I don't completely recall with accuracy what it was, but it's something like seven of the eight weights in the UFC have a guy ranked in the top two, um, which is amazing. A, a wrestler, a former wrestler ranked in the top two, um, which is amazing. And so maybe we even uh, should have started focusing on it a little more. You know, we're always stretched thin here. Um, yes, yeah, we, have, we have guys all over the place. And so it's it can't be a 100% focus. But... Um, that being said, we're gonna start seeing. We're gonna start seeing in the near future, guys that were superstar wrestlers. Like right now, we right now the UFC has some superstars, um, but but not many, and not 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 really. Like okay, Jones. Cormier, Cormier. Well, John Jones really wasn't a superstar wrestler. Right, right. He's a former wrestler. He likes wrestling. He has wrestling ties, um, but he was never elite. He was never, he was never a superstar, right? Demetrius Johnson, who Henry Cejudo is going to fight this weekend, former wrestler, never a superstar. Um, Daniel Cormier and and Cejudo himself, right? Cejudo's a, Cejudo was a superstar, but he really, I mean that that was a his bulb was lit up and then faded away real quick. It's like a flash of lightning, right? So uh, what I'm getting at is. One day we're gonna we're gonna wake up and the UFC is gonna be populated. That the contenders are gonna be all these guys that were really uh, big time superstars in wrestling. Your Aaron Picos, maybe your uh, you know Aaron Picos, a almost a surefire, what maybe the best MMA prospect ever, but um, you know a Jordan Oliver and Ed, Ed Ruth, Ruth. Uh, guys like that where. Where now we have the Demetrius Johnsons, 
uh, the TJ Dillashaws. TJ Dillashaws, awesome, by the way. But, um, you know, former wrestler, a very good wrestler, but not a superstar by any stretch of the imagination. Frankie Edgar, um, Tyrone Woodley. Now, Johnny Hendricks was a superstar in wrestling. Right, right. Um, but right now, you know, a Chris Weidman. Um, right, we get it. Right. So, so I feel like now's the time to start making inroads there. Okay, that sounds good. Hey, Ben had a fight. Ben fought his guy. I, I, I'm pretty convinced at this point he takes those guys out to seafood dinners the night before weigh-ins. You can't convince me otherwise. Guys just well, don't I'm, make weight. They, they don't, don't make, make weight against Askren. But then he still beats them up anyway. Well, just this guy. The other guy. He would, he would, he thought the plus twenty was an unreasonable request on the day of the fight, so that didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, you know, for Ben, it's kind of disheartening that UFC won't give him a shot. But at this point, I don't know if I don't know if he even cares anymore, right? He's this... he's doing his thing. He's making money. Yeah, yeah. But Ben is the ultimate competitor, and I'm sure that he wants to see how well he stacks up with the best. Um. So I don't think I don't think he's missing a whole lot from the financial s- standpoint. I don't think he cares really about being a star. Um but as a competitor, he's the ultimate competitor and I'm sure he he wouldn't mind fighting he wouldn't mind fighting some of those guys. Yeah. Uh, the Robbie Lawlers and the Rory McDonald's. He wants to fight Hendricks in the worst way. Although Hendricks, can he even make that weight anymore? Is he even a welterweight well, anymore? He not he did. He made it. Good job. After after he missed it, he made it. Good job, Johnny. Okay, so that's uh, a little MMA, little MMA talk. Where to next? Um, let's talk a little bit about the guys that uh, you want to talk about. Guys that may or may not retire. Well, let's just speculate. Let's just speculate. Maybe it's not retirement, but whatever they're going to. Honestly, like at George- the trials, I thought that we would see several pairs of shoes left in the middle, but there were only two people that formally announced their retirement that was uh greco guys uh spencer and spencer mango and jermaine hodge and you know what the 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 trial starts and you're like wait a second harry lester isn't in the brackets yeah like Like, nobody talked about that no one talked about that maybe one of our most decorated greco wrestlers most successful he's been on umpteen teams medalists um just doesn't wrestle. And maybe it was out there and known, but, you know, he was listed in all the things and as uh, someone who's going to be competing at 74 and come the day of 74 kilos, Harry Lester doesn't end up wrestling. Brock Brock is motioning to me that Lester had a torn pec. Oh, well, that makes things. So it wasn't, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. Like a retirement thing. Yeah, it wasn't, I guess, like he didn't. His own decision, you know, because he was announced as the head coach at St. Vincent, St. Mary's, LeBron James High School in Ohio. So those two things coupled, like he gets announced as as head coach, and then the next thing you know, he's not in the brackets. I'm like, yeah, he just called it a day. But no. But I guess it was injury. Injury. But how about some of the the freestyles? You got to assume Coleman's probably done. Right, right. I think this was the the last hurrah for him and. Um, you know, focus now full time on, on competition, or on, you, on coaching. You, you think you think Dennis is probably done after this year, right? 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, because on the one hand, he is, I guess you could say, up there in age, maybe? I mean, not really. I don't, well, he doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of miles on exactly. his... Exactly. It's like, you know, he's like a, you know, a, a 2001 pickup truck, but he's been left in the garage a lot. He hasn't been competing a bunch. So mm. he, he could maybe go. Maybe he's a guy... He's so young. You don't formally retire, but you maybe you enter an open here and there, keep competing, or maybe he's, you know, I think I would say a lot depends on how he does does here. You know, a lot depends on the competition. A guy like um, Sam Hayeswinkle, I think you got to figure. Yeah, let me. This is let it. me say some. Let me say the rest of the names at fifty-seven, and you say, yes, they are done. No, they are not. Hayeswinkle. Yeah. Colon. No. Esco. Mm, I don't think so. Obi Blanc. I don't think so. I don't okay. think these guys are just going to hang it up. Okay. Um, 65. The the. You know, it might have been assumed that Oliver was going to jump right into the... Well, I thought he said as much. Did he not say as but, much? I'm not... I'm not... I, I, I don't know. Am yeah, I misremembering you? I thought Jordan looked pretty darn good in that match with Pico. I thought he opened up a lot. I thought he wrestled... I thought he wrestled well. Um, no one's going to want to hear this, but he was not healthy. No, he was not healthy. And obviously a, that didn't come from him. He didn't talk about that, but he was not right. He had not been on the mat much. And, um, you know, that that's all I'll say. I'm not going to say anything else. So, yeah, So, but I, I thought that maybe, you know, he didn't make the team this year. He'd be going – trying his hand to MMA, but he quoted, he tweeted, no, uh, uh, you know, I'll be back at, I'll be back on the wrestling mat. So Oliver is a no, he is not retiring. Um, and you know, the big one, mm. a real dilemma, Brett Metcalf. I think it's, I mean, listening to that last interview, I, I think that's it. You know, that, that was the vibe I got. Obviously I, I think we all know he can still compete at this level. He's still mm-hmm. a contender to make teams, but at this point in Brent Metcalf's career, if you haven't done it yet, can you really see a scenario where it happens now? You know, it happens. You, you... I think you know what I, you know what I would gather, and 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 here's Brent is really respected. Brent has a lot of doors open to him, and. He can start coaching, right? Of course. He has, he's going to have a lot of avenues that he can pursue. And he can, he can get into coaching right now. He can find a good coaching job. And maybe what he does. Well, is that true? What? That he can get a good coaching job? I mean, certainly he's qualified for one. Certainly he's covered. That, but a job has to be there for him, you know? Unless they're just going to kick someone out the door somewhere. Well, if he can find stuff for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. And... Maybe he maybe he goes the coaching route, and then 2019 tinkers around with it again, revisits the idea. I could see something like that happening. I don't know though. I feel like Metcalf. I think one track, one one focus. You know, if I'm gonna be training to win a world title, then that's gonna be what I'm training for, kind of thing, right? Like, I don't think he would believe he could do it part way. I don't think that's his nature. That, that could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I could see I him know. saying, I'm not going to just... It's been a track record now, though, with guys 
Iowa guys, they'll take a year off or two years off or three years off and come back. Who's that right? a track record with? I mean, Dennis, 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 is about, Dennis is about the only one. He's about the, I mean, he's the exception. Who else has done that? Didn't it Tom and Terry do the thing? I guess Terry did. Terry took some, some time away. I mean, Tom just, Tom won one ninety six, and I think he retired. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess Terry did take some time away. So, yeah, maybe there's precedent uh, didn't, there. Didn't Zadik? Um, not that, I don't believe that he did. I think, I thought he stayed competing and entering. Jer- Jared Freyer? I thought Zadik took time off. I mean, is Freyer now an Iowa guy? I mean, he coached there for like two years. No, no, maybe not. But people do it, right? And I, I, I'm... I'm sure there's other Iowa guys that took a year or two off and then came back. He saves your legs a little bit, too. I don't know. It's all speculation, but I can see Metcalf doing something like that. Now, let's let's go the same uh, scenario. You say, yes, they are done. No, they are not done. Reese Humphrey. No. No, he's not done? No, he's not done. I think I think he'll keep competing. I didn't seem to get that indication from him. He's just, Kellen Russell. Um, Maybe. Nah, I I still think these guys are gonna enter tournaments though, like their window. I'll say this: their windows to make world teams are sh- shut and closed, and it's not gonna happen. Um, Kellen's not gonna make a team. I don't think Reese will make another team, um, since he he said he won't go back down to sixty one, and I don't think he can make a team at sixty five, even though he was just in the freaking semis and he's beaten both guys that finished first and second. So maybe those are stupid words by me. But that's just my opinion. Frank Molinero after 2016. I don't think so. I think he. I think he continues. Uh, Jason Chamberlain. I have no idea. B.J. Futrell. No idea. Okay. All right, on to 74. It will. Will Andrew Howe continue to wrestle? I think so. I think he will. Just made the finals. Keep wrestling. I don't. I don't see him as a guy that. That hangs it up after not making the team. Um, I don't see him changing weights. I don't see him changing styles. I, he's been 74 freestyle all the way for all these years. He's, you know, he graduated older than most, but he's still relatively in his prime. Nick Marable. I think he keeps going. Now, will he come back down to 70 in a non-Olympic year? I don't know if we'll see that again. But right. But maybe he does. He looked all right at the at the at the Olympic trials. All right, eighty six. Herbert. He it it's time, it's time. It's time. It's time. Yeah, I think it's time for Jake. It's time. To... Ruth is done. We Ruth, know that. Ruth's done. Gavin's done. Gavin. Gavin's he, done. He pretty much tweeted, you know, thanks, been yeah. a good run, kind of thing. How about Reader? I think he'll keep competing. How about Foster? Foster's? Hmm. I mean, he he had a result. He was 7-7 with the guy that's on the team. Like, yep. how do you say now? I mean, this weight is going to, you know, it's losing Herbert. It's losing Ruth. It's losing, you, you're going to be making trials. You know, Chris Perry's gone down to 74. You're going to be right there to make a team next year, Clayton Foster. And Clayton Foster, he's going to be like a forgotten guy in this era. But, like, any given match, he was as dangerous and as, is as talented as anyone we've had at this weight, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Ed Ruth included. I think he 
he never all came together for Clayton on it for a given tournament at a trials. It was health or he wrestled poorly. But I feel like on the right day, he could have been the guy a couple yeah, different years. He's right there. Right there. He's and looking. as dangerous as, and honestly, maybe a better international threat than many of the guys we have seen. Yeah. I mean, remember at, at that World Cup? At that World Cup, he beat like ridiculously good guys. Beat a number of world medalists. So I think, I think Foster. You know, he's getting up in age a little bit there, but he looked he looked pretty darn good. You know, is right. is, is Jaden Cox gonna wanna cut down to eighty six every year? Maybe. Do you think some do you think at some point we see Snyder and Jaden both move up? Or is Snyder too small? Uh, Snyder says his ideal weight to wrestle at is two thirteen. Like it's perfect for him. Alright, so I don't I, think so. I think he No, you know if Jaden if Jaden committed to being um, a world class wrestler, an international, I, I think he could be fine at eighty six. I mean, he is at eighty six. No, I mean even going forward. Of course, he's right? an he's an incredible talent. He just made the team as a true junior in college. I, I mean, obviously. Well, you're missing my point. No, I, I guess so because obviously Jaden Cox is just has a said bright future. If Jaden Cox goes up. I'm saying what I my point is. You said 86. I don't know. Right. Yes. What, are you, what is missing here? I don't know. Keep going. You said if he moves up, and I'm saying that he can. He can. I think he can shrink his body and continue and make 86 no problem for a while. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Maybe he doesn't want to do it again. He didn't the last two years want to, but the fact that he made it a couple weeks after NCAA's, and by the way, he was. Hilariously big, at um, at the uh, in the NCAA yeah. finals. It was so funny how much bigger he was than uh than McIntosh. All right, McIntosh, McIntosh is an interesting guy. He's gonna be. It sounds like he's gonna be sticking around and wrestling at eighty six. I would love to see. He is Mac- a darn good freestyler too. I would love to see him at eighty six. Um. All right, ninety seven. Varner is Varner done? Great question. I don't know. He could be. Like, I don't know. J.D., but J.D. Bergman needs to be. I think it's time. I mean, I feel. Time that, for J.D. Not, not that he can't compete at this level. It's just like the guy's body is just like. It's Did you, he up. was like hurt. Him and Travell were hurt. Like, J.D. had a hard time, like, getting off the mat. It looked like. It looked like just he was just sore. Right. His body language, he just looked like he was Spent. Yeah, that that was the vibe I got. So JD, um, Quinn Mahalik's probably done. You know, Kyvin Gatson's a strange one to me because it, like at first he wasn't sure if he was going to wrestle, and then he was going to wrestle, and now he's pretty darn good. But does he, does he stay competing? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if this will kind of whet his appetite and make him want to continue, or if he'll say, you know, because at the end he wanted to be an. He wanted to be like a college administrator. I think that was like his goal. And, um, you know, is he going to want to serve two masters and try to reach that amazing goal? Or is he going to try to chase that? I'm not sure what he'll do. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I know he fooled around with Greco, at least considered it. I don't know if he'd consider that going forward. Obviously, he's got upper body chops, but there's more to Greco than being able to lateral lateral chop people, as we know. So I, I don't know. I don't know what Kyvin will do. Obviously, he just graduated last year. He's young. 
All right, uh, 125. Tervel's done after 2016, correct? Yeah. Right? Has to. Yeah, be. yeah, absolutely. Um, Zach Ray? I don't think so. I don't think so <laughs> with, either. With the big guy retiring, this is the only guy that beats you, Zach Ray. Yeah. Why? Why? I'm, no, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, so we're going to we'll be looking at Ray and Gwiz battling for a while. Ray, huh? Gwiz, and Bradley. Dom. Boy, and that that weight becomes wide open. Boy, we're gonna miss Tervel. You know, I'm I'm told that Tervel will be taking a coaching position at Ohio State that most of us thought was going to Logan. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting situation. I I, I thought I don't know if it was it might have even been printed somewhere that Logan was going to be an assistant. And that uh, Ross Thatcher was going to start his own club, and Logan was taking that position. But now I'm told Tervell is taking the assistant position. I don't know what Logan's doing. I don't, probably going to continue to compete, I'd figure, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my... So I didn't see that coming, but that's what I'm told now. I, don't, I mean, here's the article. You know, it says, I'm very excited to be joining the Buckeye staff next year, said Steber. So I don't know... I, I'm guessing that's a change of plans on Logan's end, right? Yeah, there must have been a change of plans because it was printed. It's printed right here. I'm looking at it in OhioStateBuckeyes.com. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's like, I just want to, I just want to train. I'm right there. I want to, I want to make this team at 65. And um, I've seen Frank Molinaro and Aaron Pico make the finals. I'm sure Logan does feel that way. Mm-hmm. Are, are you ready to? He's a pretty he's a decent size 65. Are, are are you feeling like he's not so small there? I feel I've never felt like he was too small for the weight. I don't yeah. Or at least I, I don't mean, feel that way anymore. I I've always felt he was small. Um I think he's still on the smaller end, but maybe not undersized. Yeah. Okay. But um let's talk about now we are like a month out after NCAAs already, and there's, you know, after NCAAs, there's still a boatload of events that we have to get to and we have to cover, big national events and, you know, we're Olympic team trials and everything. So we haven't caught our breath and put this stuff all out there yet, but we're going to start putting out projected lineups and uh, for college next year. And Christian's going to start rolling them out this week, correct, Christian? Yes, yes. Kind of a busy so week here, but yeah. Your final, your final um, rankings came out today. Mm-hmm. Your awards came out Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's maybe start talking about who returns what. What's your what's your crystal ball looking like for the team race next year? Well, I don't know if it's a crystal ball, but it's it's just interesting food for thought more than anything. I mean, my crystal ball says Penn State until proven otherwise. That's my that's my guess. Now, in terms of what, what something I did just for fun this morning, I took out all the seniors in their rankings and I just moved everyone up. So if you were number two at one twenty five and Nico's gone, so you move up to number one. I slid everyone up, took all the seniors out. And Ohio State is has the most returning points, then Iowa, then Virginia Tech, then Oklahoma State, then Missouri, then Penn State. Now, this doesn't account for things like Penn State's going to introduce Jared Cortez, Vincenzo Joseph, um, 
Nick Soriano likely at 125. Nevels is going to produce more. Anthony Kassar or whoever they use at 97 will be productive. They're not likely to get zero points at one. So Ohio State's also doesn't include maybe like a Luke Pletcher or a Rodriguez. No Pletcher, no Rodriguez. Um, does it take into account no like White? Does it take into account like Mickey Jordan moving up? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It still has Micah at 141. And uh, so Micah didn't you score have right real now, points there. For the people listening at home, is Ohio State 79 and a half, mm-hmm. Iowa 78, Tech 77 and a half, Okie State 66. So, um, but you know what's interesting? Like a team like Tech at 77 and a half, they're not going to move up much because their team is their team. They're not getting. Well, is anyone? Is I mean. I don't know who's coming off red shirt of note there. It's it's pretty much the same team as back. Whereas Iowa, you know, they're going to introduce a Kimmerer at 57. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they're going to introduce, you know, they're, Sam Stoll's going to be back. What'd you say? Maybe a Marinelli. Uh, yeah, Marinelli. So they're a team that can move up a lot. Ohio State's another team that's pretty well set at 79 and a half. I, you know, I don't see them. Getting a lot more, you know. You bring in a guy like Isaiah White, that's big. You bring in a guy like uh, Pletcher, he's going to help. But at the same time, you don't really know what they're going to bring to the table. Ohio State's interesting in that. I mean, Penn State, there's a couple wrinkles in there. You know, this guy could go this way, this guy could go that way. But Ohio State's, to me, is really interesting in what they do with Bo and Miles. Yeah. Bowen Miles are really, really interesting because, you know, do you, I mean, you you, you got to figure Miles is the returning champ. Right. The returning champ, but may he go up and let Bo go 74. I don't know. That could be that could be their best potential lineup if they if they go. I mean, here, here here's this. Try this one on for size. Nathan Tomasello, Luke Pletcher, Keyshawn Hayes. Micah Jordan, Jake Ryan, Isaiah White, Bo Jordan, Miles Martin, Colin Moore, oh yeah, Kyle Snyder. Oh my goodness. That is a salty team, ladies and gentlemen. That's a team that is to be feared. Um, And I, I, you know, you think no holes there. You got questions. You got questions with, I think, Isaiah White, obviously, as a true freshman. Man, that's a good lineup. That's salty. And a lot of, Colin Moore is a guy that, not a lot of people are talking about, but when that kid got on campus, glowing reports for kind of his I ethic and him in high school. You liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so you, so you like Colin. Another interesting team is Oklahoma State sitting there at sixty-six. They're going to be different next year, you know. They're and they're going to be improved. They're going to have maybe not improved. I don't know. They're going to have a they, better they, twenty-five, a better thirty-three. Right. So they're going to go Piccinini Brock. Okay. Heil, Kalika, Joe Smith, 65, maybe, do you do, you see Chandler Rogers there? So you go Chandler Rogers, Kyle Crutchmer, Nolan Boyd, um, question mark at 97. Although Preston Weigel was great at the end of the year. And Preston Weigel and then question mark. So, uh, really. That's nine that's strong. Nasty lineup. And, you know, the thing about Weigel and 97 in general lost a lot. Weigel is going to be preseason one, two, three, four, five, six, like eight or seven. Wow. And because there's not like. Yeah, it lost McIntosh. It lost. It lost. Uh, Hartman. Hartman. Uh, shoot, I shouldn't have. 
I can look here. So it lost a lot, a lot of talent and a weight that wasn't already that great. It lost Burak. It lost Hartman. It lost McIntosh. Um, yeah. I mean, Jared Hot just got sixth here, you know, as a, as a, as a sophomore. And he was a barely qualifier last year. It's going to be a – that's a good weight to not a be good, amazing. That's a good lineup. Yeah. And Weigel at the end, you know, he really came on. He beat some guys. He beat Downey and Rodert. He beat, you know, Abro, Wheeler, Jake Smith. So you, you feel good about having Preston Weigel there all of a sudden at 197. And then, yeah, you have a question mark at heavyweight. Maybe you have to wrestle Ethan Anderson right away, which is not ideal. But – that's still a really good team. And then Missouri, I feel like this team race is setting up to be so good. I feel like there's a lot of teams that are really hitting their stride. L listen to this potential Missouri. Let's hear the Missouri. Barlow McGee, Jaden Ironman, Matt Manley back and healthy. Remember, this is a five seed. LaVon mm -hmm. Mays, Joey LaValle, um, Daniel Lewis, Dylan Wisman, Willie Miklas, Jaden Cox, and a, a problem at heavyweight in all likelihood. That's a good lineup. That's nine strong again there. So another really good team. So I, I think this team race is setting up to be incredible this year. And then, okay, let's let's uh, let's scare people a little more with this Penn State lineup. We, we've gotten in all these others. And I'm going to have a more detailed write-up. Um, Penn State is one that's they could go so many different directions because of who they have. And who they have coming in and who they have coming off redshirt. Like, are they going to wrestle Mark Hall? Is Mark Hall going to enroll? Is Mark Hall going to redshirt? Is he like they could go three different directions there? With, let's assume, with, let's assume Mark Hall's out of the mix. Uh, it kind of makes sense for him to be for that team. Like, yeah. just, I mean, what you guess Vincenzo, would you recruit Vincenzo Joseph for if, if he's not going to wrestle at all? So they're looking at, in my opinion, I, and this is me. Do you think Jimmy goes down to 33? I think it depends what... I, no, I don't think so. so you I think, think if, if Cortez can make 33, then Cortez goes 33. Okay. So they're going to look at Suriano, Cortez, Gulaban, Rutherford, Nolf, Chenzo, in probably that order, but maybe Chenzo goes 57, Nolf goes up. Then 65, yeah, Chenzo. 74, probably Bo again, but Bo could move up. You know, could he go to 84? 80, 84, McCutcheon. 97, Kassar, or maybe you see Rashid somewhere in the mix. And then heavyweight, if Nevels can get healthy for a year, uh, obviously this is a, a weight that's that's uh, kind of there for the taking. Not to be one, because Kyle Snyder um, is obviously, but I think Nevels is a guy that could place if he gets, gets that body in check and he's healthy so there's another really really scary lineup yeah uh a team race is gonna be sick it's gonna be an awesome team race it's gonna be awesome is there team. any is there anyone else like so everybody that you listed were they were they were the players in the 2016 race is there anybody that's like gonna be back on the map well, I don't know if you say back on the map, but Michigan has some really interesting parts coming in. Uh, Stefan Micic. Is... What are they going to do there? They got 18, 125. <clears throat> I don't know. I think I think after, I mean, Utsi's placed two years in a row now. He just placed fifth. So I think, I think you see. Stefan at 33? Yeah, and then acid on the bench for a year. And then 
41, I'm still not sure what they're going to do there. 49, Pantelio just plays six. They have Hall and Fisher. Hall and Fisher still, which is what they had this year, and that was not a productive group. Um, but 57, Murphy's back. 65, and here's the big one. Logan Massa mm-hmm. is going to be in contention for a title, in my opinion. I think he is just fantastic. And I think he's going to place really high as a true freshman. So that's that's meaningful points there. That's real points with Michich. Adam Kuhn is back, and you slide Gwiz out, and now maybe you pencil Kuhn back in to the finals once more. Um, obviously, a guy like Ty Walls will have a lot to say uh, about that. So Michigan, very good. They lose Max Huntley, which hurts, but Abinator's back, and uh, he did not have a good finish to his year after being ranked fairly high much of the season. What about Mahomes? Uh, I don't know if you can count. I just... To tear, He's walking wounded? To tear... Well, I mean, just when you tear one ACL and you tear, tear it again, you just got to figure it's it's not going to get right again. But maybe maybe it could. Maybe it could. Here's now, hope. The, the, the Here's only hope guy there. they lose, though, is Huntley, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were really young. They were really young this year. So they're, they're, uh, they're a team I could see. And also... You know, kind of hanging way back. They're not going to enter that, enter that title conversation. But just a team I see able to move up. Minnesota, when they bring Lezak back and they insert Stroker, Early, and Stevenson into a lineup, they're, they're mm-hmm. going to have eight or so really legit guys. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't don't count out Minnesota. They ain't, they ain't dead yet. So that's how I see it. That's how I see those teams playing out. Um you know, I'm not making predictions here. I'm, I'm other than I think Penn State will win next year, even though right now it's not, you know, proven in a ranking sense. Obviously, they they're gonna have a lot coming in. All right, so be looking for um, even more detailed projected lineups articles coming out from Christian this week and next week. Um, Christian beat the streets. Matches were announced. Not the Two. matches, but. Not matches. the matches, but, well, yeah. Uh, the women's matches, Helen and Adeline will be wrestling Canadians, but the U.S. men's freestyle team will be wrestling Iran. Yes. And yes. you love Beat the Streets. I love I love beating the streets, and I love this event. So it's a, it's a win-win. I cannot wait for this. I already got my uh, my hotel, everything. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. It's 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 my. I will f- not go. I will go into uh, Body Brother Jr. I know. Um, so... You know, Vegas Vegas is the um, trials for Greco. So you win you win in Vegas, you win the junior world team spot. Uh the freestyle and the women they the the trials for that is in Irving, Texas uh, a couple weeks later. Right. Which is the same weekend as Beat the Streets. So I'll be there. Me and Brock will be there. You and Bader will be at Beat the Streets. Mm. And that will be a good weekend. Holy cow! But it'll be interesting too to see um, how who who Iran yes. brings. You know, and, and it'll be interesting too. Bring to the leopard. See. He's hurt. Yeah, bring him. Gee, just bring, bring him, him there for support. Photo up. Yeah, just you got to get the leopard in. Get him. It'll be really. Soil. It'll be really interesting to see what these teams bring to the World Cup too. Did you? Um, see the teams that are in the World Cup? Um, as far as the countries? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the top ten from or so from last year. So it's it's the usual suspects, you know, Russia, Iran, et cetera, et cetera. Us, of course. But no, I I mean, as far as lineups go, no. Well, it no, obviously, uh, not the lineups, but you know, Mongolia, Turkey, Russia, Azerbaijan, Iran. Um, yeah, it's all the best teams. All the best countries will. We'll be there, and we'll be tested. We're we're sending our ones, health permitting. So I love it. it. I, that was such a fun event last year. The the um, in L.A. and and the the fans were awesome. But you know, I hear that it's in jeopardy uh, going forward. Really? It's just as far just, as what? Well, it's not going to be in L.A. anymore. That's sad. It's and not, it's, I mean, it's been po- in America like the last three years. Yeah, because. We provide, America provides incredible financial support. But what, what I hear is it's a, it's a drain. On, it's a, you I, know what I mean? I go, no, I have no idea. Uh, drain it on costs, who? It's a cost a lot of money. It costs a lot of money. Okay. Well, that'd like, be you, lose, you lose a lot of money on that event. So I, I hear it's not going to be in L.A. I, didn't, I don't, if it's not in L.A., where are they going to have it? And who's going who's gonna to front the money to run the darn thing so i don't know i hope they find a solution yeah. I, I wish i wish it was in la every year it's an amazing event yeah same here same here maybe you know what else uh there was no university worlds last year there there are university worlds this year good they which should've... makes which makes akron all the more awesome right get to make a university world Remember last year there was no University Worlds and the field for universities at Akron was a little thin. Um, right. So this year with University Worlds, there's going to be there can be some hammers there. I mean, realistically, why would why would Kyle Dake or David Taylor not try to make the university team? Can they still? They're still. Oh, you can be university age till you're like. Dennis Sargus <laughs> old and wrestled at University Worlds. I think the database has Sargusha being like 23 years old still somehow. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. As long as you're, well, I don't know. I don't I don't see them doing that, but that would be awesome if they did. Yeah. What, what yeah. if? What if? Holy cow. Well, Willie, it's time. That was an hour and one last one last shot. Uh, happy birthday to both Coach Papalizio and Coach Scott on Tobacco Road. Their birthdays are on the same day. How about that? Do you think they have a, a joint party together? Maybe, but uh, I doubt it. I, I highly doubt it. Um, so, yeah, happy birthday to those guys. Great guys, Coach Pop and Coach Scott. And uh, that's it for Flow Radio Live for this Tuesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll be back coming at you maybe not Thursday because maybe not. Um, but hopefully again this week, maybe Friday, depending on Willie's Vegas schedule. But we hope to come at you at least one more time this week. Uh, if not, we'll see you next week. And uh, thanks again. A, it's going to be a fun week. Yeah. Thanks, Willie. rest of the week. Right? Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be very fun. It's going <laughs> to be very fun indeed. Uh-huh. All right. Enough, enough, Mom, enough. Mamba out. Mamba out. CP out. Willie out. <laughs>